welcome to another uh, TSU uh, Sports Fans episode. Today we have with us Demetrius. What's up, Big Blue? Happy New Year. And also uh, Lamar. What's going on, Big Blue? Happy New Year to all. Yeah, Happy New Year. Uh, a lot of things happened over the break. Um, that was exciting uh, for TSU. And, uh, you know, we have a football schedule, partially. We have some football signees. Um, also, like, we'll talk about uh, Eddie George, name uh, head coach for the NFLPA Bowl. Um, things will get down to basketball and a little bit of track from the news today, too, as well. So let's start off with the uh, football schedule. We have 10 games scheduled so far. Uh, of course, you have the big game at Notre Dame. I plan to be there. That's a uh, Labor Day weekend, September 2nd. Uh, then we have the uh, newly vented uh, uh, Southern Heritage Classic with Arkansas Pine Bluff. Uh, then we got Garner Webb on, uh, at home. Then we got uh, UT Martin at 930. Uh, then we got Kennesaw State October 7th at, at, in Atlanta. At, well, not in Atlanta. At Kennesaw. This is in mm. Kennesaw, uh, be, Georgia. Be clear. Be clear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, 30, 40 minutes outside of Atlanta. So, uh, but it's it a little quicker because it's right there before, you know, 30, 40 minutes before, before Atlanta. It's a little quicker. Let <laughs> me get, 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 get there. Uh, 10, go Windy Hill. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, you got 10, 14. You got, uh, Norfolk State. Um, probably his homecoming, I'm guessing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm guessing. Uh, October 28th, we got Lindenwood. Uh, their new uh, XS team. Uh, this is transition from Division 2. Um, next, we got uh, at Charleston Southern. Um, down in South Carolina. Then we got uh, at East Illinois. Then we got our last game at Tennessee Tech. Um, so those who don't know, uh, we did a big South OBC uh, mashup, I guess. I don't know. They really have came to official name up for it yet. Um, so we got about uh, six conference games, I guess, and I guess maybe be a coin toss. <laughs> I'm not sure how they decide each team playing six games. How a uh, six win team, you know? So I guess we'll figure out that later. So, w- what are your thoughts on the schedule? Start off with uh, Demetrius. Well, I, you know, I think it's I think it's a, a balanced schedule. Um, you know, we, we still got unofficially one, one game left to schedule, which, you know, I'm hoping it's a John Merrick classic announcement. Um, but even with the big South, you know, I was hoping that we either got Gardner Webb or Charleston Southern uh, away just selfishly since I live in the Carolinas. Um, so, we got Charleston in November, which is going to be beautiful weather, and uh, we're planning planning something big for that game. So be on the be on the lookout for that. Um, but you know, I think Rodney with the partnership with Big South is one automatic qualifier for from both conferences. Whoever wins, so you know, I think it's a schedule that is very favorable to us and. Um, you know, just excited to see who the eleventh opponent's going to be. Yeah, I'm with you, Demetrius. I think uh, 
the schedule is balanced. I mean, you got that big juggernaut at the very beginning of the of the, um, of the season in Notre Dame. Um, I know a couple of people trying to make that trip. Um, you know, I just um, I'm afraid to make that trip. <laughs> I was talking to some people the other day, and they plan on making it. So, so, uh, but yeah, they got that juggernaut in Notre Dame at, at the beginning of the, end of the, the season. So um, that's gonna be tough. But if we come out of it healthy. Uh, then I think that uh, we have a pretty good uh, we have a pretty good season. Um, you know, I think probably UT Martin is probably the toughest team on the schedule. I would think, other than uh, it, it was left after Notre Dame. Um, you know, who knows what Kennesaw, Kennesaw State gonna gonna be? You know, they were really once really good, and then um, they had a you know a couple of tough tough years. But um, so it just all it just all depends. Um, I'm really interested to see what that last game is going to be. Um, I hope it's a home game because we only have four home games thus far. And so um, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, I, I do plan to, of course, attend homecoming against Northport State. I'd like to see um, the new Southern Heritage Classic against um, Arkansas Pine Bluff. And I, I may come up your way, Demetrius, to see uh and and to see to see the game in Charleston. Uh, I love the city of Charleston; it's a beautiful place, mm-hmm. and uh, I like to visit there quite quite often. So, um, I like to see that game up there in Charleston. So, quick question for y'all: um, you know, we 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 have to say it's the unofficial schedule, right? Right. With with Kennesaw State. Going FBS, do y'all think it's a it's a shot that that game gets replaced? Well, I I don't think they're FBS until twenty twenty four. Yeah, right. So, which means that we would go there this year, and then twenty twenty four with them supposed to come to Nashville. Do we just take the payout, or do you think that they would just agree to just buy out the game, and then we find out the opponent this year? They'll probably buy out. Legally, they can't do that. Um, I, I was wondering whether or not that would actually switch this, but it seemed like <laughs> that would happen. You know, I don't know how much money Kennesaw State actually has. I don't know if they want to go ahead and uh, spend it on us to <laughs> so have that payout. But um, you know, maybe we'll just see what what happens next month or so uh, with this game. Yeah, because yeah. we can't host it next year. So um, it, it may just be a mutual agreement to you know. I, I don't know. You know, yeah. I, don't know how that, I don't know how that works. Yeah. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens. Um, so let me get y'all another question for you guys. Uh, so would you rather have the? We have two dates that sort of open. The twenty third, September twenty third, or we can do October twenty first, right? So, what date would you you prefer uh, in, in this equation? For me, I'll say October twenty first. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I, I think that would be interesting. Uh, you know, I heard rumors about trying. You know, he's been talking to people. You know. I think he's been open about others. Dr. Allen's open about who he's been talking to. Don't know if he can get anything done this year with uh, FAMU, you know, uh, 
So South Carolina State may have an opening. Also, Jackson State, I don't know if we're friends yet. <laughs> I have to do with that, but that's a little obvious. Since fan, both family and Jackson State played an earlier conference game in uh beginning of the year at their Miami Classic. Uh, that's why last year they hosted Campbell. Jackson State hosted Campbell late in the year, right? So that may be an opportunity to uh, play Jackson State, you know, that late in the year. So, uh, po- politics pending, right? <laughs> but, yeah. you know, I saw South Carolina State has some games open. Actually, family has not, some part of SWAC has not set their schedule yet um, at all. So, please have posted, right? It's, you know, probably haven't, they haven't posted. So, we interested to see anybody else pop open and maybe play somebody else uh, in uh, October. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, we'll get to signings, you know, and playing Notre Dame. <laughs> we got some good signees coming out of high school. Um, you know, I think they might need a little break, <laughs> you know, after playing Garner Webb. <laughs> you know, do you sort of reset <laughs> after you get punched in the mouth so much getting Notre Dame? So uh, I, I would like an early uh, time to regroup, by week to regroup a little bit. Um, so we'll, we'll see how it turns out. But, uh, you know. Uh, also, too, what are your thoughts on Southern Heritage Classic? Do you have an idea or guesstimate on what the, what the, uh, you know, tennis will be? I, I, I say in this, I'm looking on social media. You know, again, social media is always isn't right, right? But, uh, you know, people are saying they're not going to go. <laughs> they'd rather go to another game. They'd rather go watch Jack State and Southern, watch another, you know. Uh, so what do you think about your tennis? How much would that hurt the attendance, you think, uh, going, going to this game? Well, actually, for me, I, I'm know because it's a it's not a new opponent, but it's a new, you know, it's a new opponent in the Southern Heritage Southern Heritage Classic. So actually, it it actually kind of drives me to go uh, because you know I've been to that that classic several times before against Jackson State. It's actually good to see a different opponent um, in that um, you know in that stadium. So I, I want to see what the I want to see what the buzz is going to be like. Uh, I would think, of course, I think the attendance is going to be uh, a lot smaller. I think probably maybe 35,000. Uh, you know, I think uh, are the Pound Bluff people are going to come because it's, I, I don't know how many, you know, classics they're, they've been in, you know, or, or, like or regular classes they've been in. So this may be a new thing for them, for the people of Arkansas. So I think they, you know, if, if they aren't part of a lot of classics and haven't been before, this is a new thing for them. and. And, you know, and I think they want to be there just to see what it's all about. And, you know, Arkansas people love Memphis, of course, and uh, mm-hmm. it's right there. So I think we'll get a lot of uh, Pine Bluff folks. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Rodney. Pro- probably won't won't make that trip since I'm pretty locked in on Notre Dame. But 35,000, 40,000, um, I think that's very doable. I think Fred's going to do whatever he has to do to get butts in the seats. And, you know, what he needs to get on TV. I'll tell you that. Yeah. That's a, that's a whole, we can, we can do another episode just purely on (laughs) why that game should, should be on TV. Um, and, and also just looking at the contract, you know, I I understand why both, well, at least Jackson State and Tennessee State, why both schools never really pushed to get it on TV because it didn't benefit them financially. But again, that's a whole other conversation. Um, but I, I think, I think, you know, I think Pine Bluff's going to show up to your point. Um, 
Madness. This is this is like their first real big classic. And I think this is an opportunity for, for them to to show up. I wouldn't be surprised if there was some backdoor lobbying. Mm-hmm. When there was rumblings of Jackson State wanting to pull out to to give them a shot, and um, you know, I I think I think attendance wise, I think it's going to be, you know, I think it's going to be a, a a good a good capacity crowd at that game. Yeah, yeah, you know, I think too, both programs are struggling. <laughs> we've been down. We've been better than them. <laughs> But this got a new head coach, uh, Alonzo Hampton. Uh, this came in to go what last week, uh, officially. So we have a new coach. So that'd be, you know, them starting off, be a little buzz seeing what, you know, what he's about. Um, so I think they will be excited about it. Um, yeah, but last year they played in the, uh, well, it's, not to be too much, too much of the swag policy. You know, they were supposed to play Jackson State last year in the, uh, in that Birmingham class to get out of that, you know. So, yeah, like you said, I think it was back backdoor things going on. I think it's like a Turkey Day classic game, stuff like that. They they definitely were hurt, you know. Uh, the schedule actually had to play a uh, division. I don't know if that school was even in, <laughs> in maybe NAIA, North, Northern American, to fill that schedule. So I'm pretty sure they're excited about having another game there they can go to. And so, you know, we played them in Nashville. We had pretty good, really good attendance. So, it should be a nice crowd. I think it's like 30, 35,000 too as well. So that's what I'm thinking about, you know, until it builds back up. Um, yeah. So next talk a little bit about our uh, football signings, you know, size six starting okay. off. Uh, so TG Matt. Before, before we go to that real quick, just about right. the, the schedule again. Um, you know, I just want to say that on this uh, FBS schedules on uh, this website, has has all our games in Hell Stadium, and uh, I don't know about you guys, but I think that may be a mistake. I don't know, uh, but uh, what do y'all think? Uh, what do y'all think about that? Is it possible Hell Stadium or? Yeah, I think I think it's gonna I think it's gonna mirror what it was last year. Yeah, yeah. Where John Merritt will be at Hell, and well, let me just say it depends who we're playing if. If they can pull off a marquee SWAC opponent or, uh, you know, just a marquee Division One HBCU, I think there may be a chance that all the games will be at Nissan. But I think I think the schedule, I think it's going to be similar to what it was last year. One home game on campus. Because I think it got, I mean, Madness, you was there last year. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the atmosphere, um, from what I hear, was was really good. It was, and you know, I think Coach Eddie um, enjoyed that. I mean, it's just when you got players and students and fans kind of sitting on top of you, you know that that create a different type of atmosphere. So I think um, I think it's going to be you know one game on campus and then the rest downtown. Yeah, because it, all our games right now say hell. Stadium, um, but uh, and I don't know what Norfolk State on October fourteenth. I'm not sure if that's homecoming or uh, or JMC, but right now it just it doesn't designate what it is, and so we don't know if we have a you know a, a JMC yet because mm-hmm. you know we only have right now two HBCUs on our schedule, 
and one is in Memphis and the other one's Norfolk State. And we don't know exactly if that's homecoming or um, GMC. And with that caveat, too, the new Nissan Stadium is coming, right? <laughs> so, and part of that deal, they're going, Titans will take over sponsorship of the John Mary Classic, right? So, um, it's, we, we should get better, better opponents and better payout for those opponents, too, as well. So, um, I think that's coming in 2030, I think they said, the uh, stadium, or is it supposed to be quicker than that? Um, oh, but when when does that sponsorship start? When new stadium is built. So, so, so technically, yeah. they can't say John Merrick Classic presented by Tennessee Titans start next year. I I don't know. I mean, I, I don't I don't know what will prevent them. I mean, it's, it's the same money, right? I mean, I don't I don't know why they wouldn't do that. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I just don't. Eventually, they're going to take over <laughs> sponsorship and so and then also there'll be no fees when we use the stadium like this. So, but we'll see. The official word coming forward, but uh, so yeah, so I don't know if that's what's going on, or we'll see how all that plays out. You know, um, it's pretty interesting the side note, uh, with that information. So, also, we had uh, six early signees. Teach you, man, go ahead and take it away and list out the six signees. All right, first up, you have uh, I hope I pronounced these names correctly. I don't. Please forgive me, Dimit- Dimitrik Crenshaw, quarterback, 6'1", out of Columbus, Ohio. Dimitrik's part of town. You know he it. Went to, he went to Youngstown, Youngstown State. So he's, Next, we have Jacorius Foreman, uh, linebacker, 5'11", 205 pounds, from Pahokee, Florida. He went to Everglades Preparatory Academy. Next, you have Nicholas Green, offensive line, 6'5", his size, 305 pounds. Cedar Park, Texas. He went to Trinity Valley Community College. All academic. And he lettered let in lacrosse. Think about that. He's 6'5", 305, and lettered in lacrosse. Wow. Uh, so I, 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 can a guy move like that? Have y'all seen lacrosse players run? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, man, we need, we need a lacrosse team. We need it quick. Um, probably cheaper than hockey. I digress. <laughs> uh, next, we have Ryder Hagen, quarterback, 6'1", 200 pounds, from Nashville, Tennessee, Overton High School. Good pickup. Uh, then we have Chase Tapp, offensive line, 6'3", 275 pounds, from Maiden, Missouri, Maiden High School. And the sixth and last is Sammy Taylor, linebacker, 6'3", 190 pounds, from Nashville, Tennessee, Innsworth High School. And he was a highly touted track athlete. This brother needs to make sure he runs track. Please join the track team. 4.0 speeds, supposedly. Yeah, I, I think the early early six were really good. I mean, I you know... um. You know, the social media again. Some people were upset with the amount, but some schools had six two as well. I mean, it's not, you know, unless you establish program, it's hard to get those kind of early, you know, large numbers. But I, I, to me, I think it addressed, uh, some needs. Also, line, of course, you know, it makes our quarterback room a lot deeper, you know, so I feel it was pretty positive, uh, for the first six. But what are your thoughts, Demetrius? 
Yeah, I mean, so, solid signings. I, you know, I, I heard that they were all coming in January. So, mm. you know, um, I think that's pretty important that that they're coming in January. They're coming early, especially the quarterback room, right? You've got uh, Demetri Crenshaw, um, Draylon Ellis. Um, I honestly don't expect Ryder to really compete um, for for minutes, but he'll be he'll be in that room mm-hmm. doing spring ball work. Mm-hmm. So he could get some spring ball time. But I think all six of them are coming in January. So I'm not a strategist to this type of stuff, but maybe that's why we only have six signing because they're coming in January. And the rest will just sign in February. Yeah, I um, I like the signings that we have. I, I I think they're coming in ready to play. These uh, you know, you know, you know, last year what we played with, we played three different quarterbacks last year because of you know injury and mm-hmm. um and so you know so Ryder you know he's he's he come in ready to play, come in um you know and do his thing, and especially if he coming in the spring, that's that's awesome. Uh, that'd be great. He gets a that's a leg up from uh, anyone else they sign. So. Uh, I think this is great, man. I, I love uh, who they signed, and um, I, I think there's a lot of potential out of each of them. Yeah, so the, the next uh, signing date is in February. We got a few, I'm going to name a few, definitely hop in. We got Antoine Parker, the running back from Butler Community College. Then we got another uh, kid, Jonathan Moore, running back from my uh, NBA, too. Somebody's son, right? <laughs> yeah, so Eddie George's son did sign with Eric Eric George. That's yesterday. It's like part of the latest commit that we've had. Um, so that's three, what, three or four guys from NBA. Several guys, uh, you know, from the national area. That's pretty important to to really get this going. Also, too, we have, we have Overton, the receiver. He's coming. He's signing in February. So, Malik Big Big Billingsley is that the same one? He's signing. Um, he's out of St. Louis. Then yeah, the, the other the other kid from uh Overton, yeah, he's, he's coming too. But you know, we we signed Raycon Raquan Smith, linebacker too as well. You know, it's rounding out nice. To be uh, to be honest with you, there are a lot of guys who have stated that they're committed. However. Yeah. You know, until they sign that dotted line, you know, we don't have it. We don't have, exactly. I, I, I'm the same way. You know, you you commit. I'm gonna give you that spike ball, but I need you to. I need you to sign. Yeah, you sign, bro. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think, yeah, we, I think that was kind of cryptic too, with Riley Swanson, the recruiting. Uh, first of all, I like his energy, man. <laughs> I do too. I love his energy. Uh, but I think you know his message was pretty cryptic. Like, you get that offer, you know, you need to make that. You need to make that choice because let's just be honest. If if y'all y'all know how college athletics work, if if there's only one spot and we offer it to two guys, the first one that's going to commit and sign is going to be the one. Yeah. So, so they they it, until you sign, uh, you know, 
I'm like you, man. If until you sign, I, I ain't thinking too too much about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so we see how it rounds out in February. But uh, I also Riley sponsored. Them. We got some guys coming. Guys who thought they go they were FBS talent didn't work out for them. So um, you know we'll probably get them. So I think we have a good class that that's coming in. Um, we do need some more experience. I would say young guys are probably going any better than what we had last year on the old line. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. I don't. I see also go back to social media in general. People are oh, people are leaving, and it's like, well, if you go four and seven. I mean, hey, I mean, you went four and seven. <laughs> Nobody, uh, coaching wise, player wise, you know, has really earned a spot. Everybody's spot open. If you win, you can say, all right, yeah, let me on in. But if you lose, hey, spots open, <laughs> competition's open. So you know, we we'll see what happens uh, going forward. Um, also, your staffing changes. That I want to want to bring up. Thanks to Kenyon Smith. He was our wide receivers coach, passing game coordinator. Um, he's moving on. So I, 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 one thing I didn't notice about him social media-wise, he was to be close to the guys. But, you know, last year, you know, while wide receivers were out the game, he didn't pass the ball that well, <laughs> to be honest. So I guess he's sort of part of that. So, you know, they'll be, again, four and seven, somebody's going to get, you know, moved out of there, you know. So for whatever re- reason, decision was made, you know, Maybe mutual that it's time for you know separating going on ways. But uh, what, what are your thoughts about you know, any more thoughts about the staff and we'll see who we get in. What are your thoughts about that, Demetrius? I mean, to your point, four and seven to me, there's there's wholesale changes, which is includes players and coaches. That's just the unfortunate part of the business, and. Um, there's there's a lot of changes I'm sure that that's happened that hasn't been been announced. That's just the that's just the job of of the head coach to to get the right people in, and we, we got we got to find the right people. Maybe you guys can explain what a passing game coordinator is. I still have yet to understand what that what the hell that means. But <laughs> um, you know, uh, Coach H. Right, I, I don't think that that was his guy. So maybe he wants to find his guy um, to to do to do some things that he wants to do. He, I think he has that right. Um, so you know, that's just part of the business, man. You, you know, we're four seventeen, so you know, we, changes had to be made. Yes, you man. Uh, no comment on it, man. It, you know, it, it it happened, and we move on. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know enough about coaching to say <laughs> passing coordinator. You know, I'm not sure what how it separates from, you know, being a quarterback. And I'm sure that, you know, he's taking the skill position. They're taking things, breaking it down. What the play's supposed to be to come together as a group. You know, we have quarterback supposed to know, doing a play, quarterback supposed to do this, line supposed to do this, wide supposed to do this. So maybe there's a less miscommunication about who's supposed to do what <laughs> when this happens. That has led to some miscommunication, I think, on a lot of play calls. But, you know, whether it be, uh, you know, adjustments, route changes, you know, like a lot of times we, we would blitz. Well, I don't know if we would necessarily blitz a lot. Our O line was beat a lot. You could say that. So, quarterback was uh, harassed a lot <laughs> in multiple different ways. And uh, it didn't really seem like too many times he had, you know, people turn around, cutting their routes off to adjust, and that happens. Yeah. Good luck to him. Thanks, Ken Smith, for your time. And we'll see uh, who's hired in it. 
this place. I would also, like I mentioned earlier, Eddie George uh, will be coaching on January 28th for the NFL PA Bowl, which is uh, draft eligible uh, college players. So, you know, Jeff Fisher did him a solid. <laughs> be coaching with him. Good for Eddie George to be around coaches in, a, in, a, in that environment. He, he, even some he admits, like, hey, he still learn how to coach. Him being really new at it. So, I think it's a good environment for him to be around draft eligible kids, seeing their abilities, and also being around other coaches too, as well, get some more insight. So, kudos to uh, Eddie George for getting an opportunity to learn. As a matter of and as you say that, it made me think about another coaching change at VCU. Um, so, you got Eddie, uh, two there now? Oh, um, yeah. I, mean, I don't yeah. know how close uh, Eddie and, uh, and, and, um, Radar, but uh, I don't know. Maybe looking at another BCU TSU uh, matchup. I think we actually it should be one extra game, right? I think it should be. I thought we sort of ended the series with sort a of, with one game left. So not, not sure. Yeah, so I'm not sure what happened with that. I thought we played like a, a five, like a odd number game. It should be a fourth game in that series. I guess we'll see. But not that that gets two back up. That'd be nice though. That would be nice. Yeah, because it seems like we should go back and be able to play them in Florida. So I don't know that that will happen. That's what I'm thinking about. Basketball. They are ten and seven. This is men's basketball. Ten and seven. Two and two. Uh, won a close game against uh, Lindenwood uh, this past week. Haven't I haven't watched too much basketball yet. Still doing football <laughs> in my mind. Back to FCS football. South yeah. Dakota State just beat North Dakota State for the FCS National Championship game at Toyota Stadium in Texas. So um, that's some place we want to be eventually. At least next year while, while we are in uh, FCS. Something to know. I'll watch a bit of that game and, you know, seeing that. But um, I want to be in that Cincinnati Bowl with the whack. And uh, what's that? Y'all, you heard that A-Sun, new bowl? A-Sun, A-Sun and the whack. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah I want to be in the bowl. Anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah, basketball is my favorite sport. <laughs> I love the way they dribble up and down the court. <laughs> Curtis Blow for all you young boys. <laughs> yeah, so, so man's basketball, sitting seven, two and two. They had a uh, nice victory over Linda Wood on the road. Um, I haven't watched basketball uh, game that much. Been doing you know, a little bit of stats here and there, but I know uh, Demetrius and uh, T.G. Matt have been really into it. <laughs> so, what are your thoughts on the season so far? You madness, you get the rap going <laughs> <laughs> up and down. Uh, the guys of uh, we 10 and 7, and um, we are uh, the guys play. I think they play hard. Uh, I think they, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, m- we're doing much better than we did last year, and so I'm loving the wins. I have to admit, I'm only upset really about maybe two of the losses, and that's really Charleston Southern and and SIUE. I think, you know, I think just the way we played in those games, and I think we could have won them. Now, SIUE did beat St. Louis, uh, which we lost to handily. You know, we lost to uh, handily to St. Louis, and SIUE, SIUE did beat them. But I think that, um, and just, just the way we played that game, uh, we could have, we could have beaten, uh, couldn't beat SIUE. And we should have, without a doubt, without a doubt, we should have beaten. Charleston Southern at home against a team that had only won one game at the time and um, was was well was well below in, in Ken Palm rankings. 
like 320 something, something like that. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed in the, the game against Moorhead State, uh, only because Marcus Freeman. Now, I love Marcus Freeman. He's from Memphis and uh, he's a baller. Uh, probably one of the TSU's highest, well, in modern days, uh, probably one of the highest recruits uh, at TSU. Uh, so I wanted, really wanted Fitzgerald and and uh, Junior Clay to show him up and, um, and for us to come out with the win. He had a, I, I, how many points did he have? I, I think he probably he had, had 30. 30. Yeah, he had 30 points. So he came he, he came out and he, he schooled us. So, um, and then the way they celebrated in, our, in the locker rooms, both the men and the women celebrated the wins at TSU in our locker room. So I'm looking for some payback in Moorhead. But, uh, you know, Again, the guys are winning. Uh, I think we should be a little bit better off. Uh, but I think we need to really hone in on rebounding, get into our defensive spots. Um, and, you know, I, we've, now I have to admit, we've gotten better on turnovers. Man, our turnovers are better than they have been in, in yeah. previous seasons. Uh, but I think we still make silly mistakes and we don't hustle enough, I guess, on defense. Um, to uh, to keep to keep guys out the paint and also keep them from shooting and hitting their threes. But we ten to seven. I just want us to get better. I think we all agree. I mean this this is a this is an NCAA tournament team. Um, at times it was frustrating, mm-hmm. but I, we we got to get healthy, man. And I think. Christian Brown, we can get him back to your point, Madness. I think he can add to the boards because if it, I mean, to me, to me, the recipe you if you out rebound us, you win the game. Yeah, yeah, and that's the recipe. I'm so so glad to see Zion Griffin back for him. To me, to he's just I mean, rebounding is is really scheme. But it's really effort. Yeah. And Amen. He was he was on the glass hard. Mm-hmm. And if if we can if we can somehow fix our rebounding margin, I think I think we'll we'll have a shot. Because there's times in these games, and y'all see it, where offensively we just disappear. Yeah, whether it's back to back turnovers, um, even even uh, the game that we just won against Lindenwood, I mean, we was what five for twenty in the first half. Mm-hmm. So we couldn't put it. We couldn't put it in the ocean. If we can find a way to clean up our rebounding, I, I think I think we got a legit shot. And um, you know, we all know. Conference play is not going to get any easier. Mm-hmm. Injuries, a game, fatigue. Um, you know, I, I, me personally, I still think there are some guys on the bench that Penny's got to get a little bit more minutes just to get them comfortable. Because you know, if if I mean the majority of the offense right now just coming from from Boyd, Clay, and Fitzgerald. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, and that one game, Fitzgerald and um, Clay. No, I think and Bull was part of that. I can't remember, but it, they out of the sixty-seven shots, they 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 shot fifty. They hit, you know, they took 50, 52 of yeah. those particular of the shots, and I think it was just yeah between those three. So yeah, so I loved how there was a a, a concerted effort to to get the ball inside. Um, so. You know, a big man have to play better though. I'm sorry to interrupt, but a big yeah. man have to play better. Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, um, you know, Mikael. I mean, I you, you give him, you gave him the ball. I think he's going to do something with it. The other guys, you know, offense it just isn't their thing. Right. And you know, that's when they can. I mean, all all of our bigs can rebound. So. We have to rebound, you know. So, but anyway, two and two in the conference, long a lot more season to go. I think we got a real legit shot to take this thing, and um, you know, it's gonna be a grind. It's gonna be a real, real grind. And I think those players that are at the end of the bench, I really, really hope that they're paying attention and getting their extra shots up, getting that them extra sprints in at the game because just as Riggs Abner has been in the rotation, some of those other guys can be put like, like Bartholomew, you know, I was so proud of him because he only played like four minutes, but those four minutes, in my opinion of when he was in the game changed the game. Mm -hmm. So those guys have to stay ready. And, um, cause it's a lot of season left. And uh, I think we got a real shot. Yeah, yeah. And and I just know that uh, that I take the uh, you know against Austin P. I wasn't happy with that game because there was no reason for us to get beat by, get beat by sixteen points by Austin P. I mean, it, you just you just don't lose that badly to Austin P. I mean, it's not like they're uh, you know they world beaters. So uh, and they matter of fact, they only I think they're only like four and something or I I don't know. They may be better than that, but I mean they're not having a spectacular year. They're not the Austin right. game that they were a couple of years ago. Right. Was that game the first game when we came back from California? Uh no. It was uh them after St. Louis. Okay. All right. Yeah, so we'll see how it works out for the man. See hopefully some more improvement, you know, like yeah, more people, more better rebounding, better shooting. Speaking of shooting, women's basketball, ladies' basketball, Lady Tigers press play. Uh, they're six and nine overall, and they're one and three in the OVC. They just beat Lindenwood, uh, who was one and fourteen, four points. One thing I would say is starting to see that we got Tia Adams and and uh, Haynes Overton are starting starting to become the, the two main scorers on the team. Their shooting roles are pretty bad, so it's good to finally sort of develop a one-two punch last couple of games. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, what, what are your thoughts about the women's uh, basketball team? TG Madness. Yeah, uh, Gia's struggling this year. Uh, Coach even mentioned that in his press conference, and uh, you know she's you know she's only hitting uh, at thirty seven percent field goal for the year. Um, and um, so you know she's her you know her percentage wise she's not doing that well, but it's a different team from last year. Um, you know, they went into the season, they went into the season hot, right? Or into the OVC season hot. 
Well, this year is the, it's the totally difference. And I, I'm not, I'm not going to play coach. I'll tell you that. But um, I just kind of see the same things though in in their game, and they just they just need to clean up. And it just it's just not a, it's not the same team it was as it was last year. I, I just see them not getting to their spots defensively and things like that. Um, and I don't know if, if you know it's because of the style of play that they play. I, I don't I don't know if everybody's kind of I'm, look. I'm not saying that the girls haven't bought into it, or maybe it's just difficult for them. But it, you know it's it's tough to play at twenty you know the whole time you know forty minutes of basketball playing that way. And I'm not sure if the bench is not long enough or deep enough to do that, uh, to play that way, or um, you know, just maybe some ladies just having a hard time grasping to the the scheme of things. So I just hope they get better. They have they have a good team. They have, they have some really good players on their team, and they just need to all come together and play for one another, play hard, talk to each other, and get to their spots. Demetrius, what are your thoughts on this team so far? I think. I think madness pretty much hit it, hit it on the head. Um, got a lot of transfers that that's come in. Um, got some freshmen. That, so I think uh, Zion Shannon, she's a local kid from mm-hmm. from Smyrna that gets a lot. That's getting some minutes. So they, I think they just got to stay the course and uh, keep keep grinding. Uh, I don't think their schedule helped um, in terms of playing some games where, you know, I think kids just need confidence. And mm-hmm. I think their schedule has allowed them to have some real games that they could win to get some confidence. Um, so it's it's going to be a grind. They've got a, they've got a talented team. Uh, what is their record? Six and nine. Yeah. Prince. Um, it's not going to get any easier. Um, but they just got to stay the course and, um, you know, keep, keep at it. Before you move on, hold on. Let me look at something real quick. Um, in regards to the ladies, let me look at, uh, the season from last year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just as I remember, they had a, you know, had a rocky start. I guess they, I think they went like, uh, four and six at the beginning. And then, and then they went into the OVC season just red. But then they, then they lost a whole bunch of games, right? Where they went like, going like two and, I don't know, 12 or something like that. I don't know. It was crazy. Like they just went on the losing streak. So that's hoping this year is different. Um, I think they finished the year last year with 12 and 19. And, uh, I think they can do better than, than that this year. Uh, let's just hope that again, they, they end the year differently than how they ended the year last year. So, yeah. Stay positive. The last thing you bring up, we did have a, uh, the track site. <laughs> we saw track and field. They hosted the Ed Temple Classic this past indoor. Uh, this past weekend, also they had a banquet as well, some of the banquet as well to go along with it. So glad to see them out there uh, competing. There's a couple articles on the website about what went on. So, you know, glad to see them out there. Hope we get some more information about the indoor season. Yes. Yeah. Coach Cheeseburger, I apologize. I was going to donate, but uh, didn't get around to it. 
but um, I'm glad you had the the luncheon. I think that's great. Um, we just need more information on the website on uh, the results of uh, some of these meets. Yeah, and so they do. They do have, they do actually have the schedule up. They got 16. They go against Kentucky State, Louisville. I was in Louisville, Kentucky. Not sure where they're where they're competing, but they they're doing the Vanderbilt Invite January 20th, 21st. The Bellarmine Classic in uh, Louisville, Kentucky again, February 3rd. Sanford Open in Birmingham, February 11th. Then uh, the OVC Championships are February 22nd and 23rd in Birmingham, Alabama. So, you know, that's their upcoming schedule for uh, the indoor season. So, see how it all shakes out. Uh, any last thoughts? No, I, I, you know, to, to Amanda's point, I'm, I'm happy that they had something dedicated to track in terms of um, gathering financial support. Um, you know, with our historic program, I mean, at Temple Classic, which is indoor, you know, there's no reason why we shouldn't have a signature outdoor event mm -hmm. annually. So, you know, I, I'm hoping that that luncheon is is just the first of many more to come, and a, a step in the in the right direction. Yeah, because there's just no reason our track program, men's and women's, shouldn't be uh, at the upper echelon of of collegiate uh, track and field. So, hopefully, we can continue to trend in the right direction. All right. On that note, we'll say go big blue. Go Big Blue. All right. See you guys next time. All right. Take care.